Eric Crossley here, and welcome to episode eight of Making a Difference. Trump, blood on his hands. I'm Eric Crossley, and welcome again to uh, the new podcast, the new version of the podcast, Making a Difference. We were, it's time to talk and act previously, but my uh, producer and partner and friend, uh, Dayron Arias, still with us and still part of the team from down in Florida. I'm up in Maryland, uh, right in Charm City here in Baltimore. Just 40 miles from Washington, D.C. I did want to say, uh, again, welcome to the show and thank, thank you for joining us. I will tell you why we chose the title Trump Blood on His Hands in just a couple of minutes. But I wanted to thank my partner, Senior Social, uh, Elcidas Flores, uh, my partner here uh, with me, who's been with me for over five years also. There is love and we'll hear more from him coming soon. Also, my sons who are still uh, thankfully doing well here in uh, in Maryland. We have a lot going on. We want to say thank you to our main platform, that's Anchor. We also want to say thank you to SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. If I don't say or we don't say thank you enough, thank you. And again, please uh, encourage you to listen to Anchor, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Also, just a reminder, don't forget, you can always send us a message. The website is... EricCrossley.com. It's my name, so it's pretty straightforward. You can send a mail to email to info at EricCrossley.com. No dot necessary. Info at EricCrossley.com. Send me a message and send us a message. Any comments, suggestions, anything at all. But thanks again for listening to the show. We did 99 episodes of our previous show, and we're proud to be back again. We are, of course, uh, today is April 20th. It's 420 which is normally a, a day of celebration and happiness throughout the, uh, the United States and the world for a lot of people who uh, enjoy cannabis, 420, marijuana, as uh, uh, something like uh, a lot of people you enjoy a drink, I guess. But unfortunately, today is not a, a happy day, but we do recognize that it is 420, 2020. The reason we named this episode Trump Blood on His Hands is I wanted to make sure that we we got the president's name in the title of the episode because if we just say something subtle and I'm very cute with coming up names, if I just said blood on his hand or some of my other thoughts for this episode, it wouldn't have had the same impact. The reason Trump has blood on his hands is because, and we've said it time and time and time again, we played clips and there's more clips to come folks as we near the election uh, of Donald Trump, president Donald Trump saying that this was a hoax. It was a Democrat hopes this entire coronavirus COVID-19 uh, pandemic in the United States and the world was a hoax that the Democrats made up and that everything was going fine. Just a reminder, and I'm going to remind you every episode and remind people every episode of what Donald Trump said. This is from RawStory.com, and this is Dan Goldberg. But before we go to exactly what, what the president said, let's take a look at the numbers, as, as terrible as they are right now. And uh, first of all, in the United States, and it's April 20th, we have, unfortunately, right now, a total of 42,483 uh, fatalities, uh, people who passed away in the United States related to coronavirus, uh, COVID-19. And we have a total of 792,076 cases reported in the United States. Now, I want to acknowledge uh, WashingtonPost.com and Joe Fox, Brittany, Renee Mays, Kevin Shoud and Leslie Shapiro uh, for their contributions to this episode and 
they're providing. Since February 29th, when a 58-year-old man near Seattle, Washington, became the first announced U.S. death, tens of thousands of people have died of the disease, and the criteria for reporting deaths has been changing rapidly among states and cities. The main thing to remember here, and the reason we named the episode Trump Blood on His Hands, is that this was the president who, January, throughout February and into March, said we didn't have a problem. That nothing was going on. January 22nd, we have it under control. February 25th, you may ask about the coronavirus, which is very well under control in our country. We have very few people with it. 20, February 25th, we have contained this. I won't say airtight, but pretty close to airtight. We've done a great job. February 26th, we have 15 people, and the 15 within a couple of days will be close to zero. We'll be right back, folks. Hello, I'm Eric Crossley from Making a Difference, a new show from Anchor. Thanks for listening. And by the way, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Now, let me explain. First of all, it's free. Always a big advantage. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's a huge advantage, believe me. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome back to Making a Difference. I'm Eric Crossley. Thanks again to uh, Dayron Arias my producer and our friend and partner down in Florida, and for everyone who contributes to the show. I did want to mention uh, a few more items about the uh, the terrible numbers. Back in late February, um, mid to late February, even in early March, our numbers were, were just starting to spike in the United States, um, coronavirus, COVID-19 cases. In fact, we did an episode just uh, three weeks ago where I was talking about how we were almost to 2,000 people dead. And now we're over 42,000. And this is what the president said. He said time and time again, February 28th, it's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. It will disappear. March 2nd, we had a great meeting with lots of great companies. And we're going to have vaccines relatively soon. Vaccines are going to be at least a year away, hopefully slightly sooner. But Dr. Fauci has said time and time again, that's not going to happen. Now, worldwide, uh, the number of people who have passed away from uh, the coronavirus has spiked, unfortunately, to an extremely high number. And the latest numbers we have on that, we will be getting just one second. I've got a lot of papers, a lot of paperwork, unfortunately, bad, bad information. But we did want to say worldwide, 170,331 people have passed away. Cases worldwide now totaling. 2.5 million. I did want to say a thank you. Uh, this is uh, making a difference, and we are excited to be back on the air. Not in these circumstances, of course, but we do uh, feel we have a duty to do in the United States and the world. And we want to say thank you. The past seven days, we've had uh, our top listeners: 77% from the United States, 23% from Canada, 33% from Australia. Number four was Netherlands, and then Germany, a new country. Some listeners from Sweden. Why do those numbers go to over 100% for the different countries? 
I can only assume it's because maybe some of these people are traveling uh, around the world and they reported for different countries. I don't know. But thank you for listening wherever you are. And it's exciting to have uh, 17 cities in Australia. These numbers came from Spotify, by the way. Uh, 88% male, 12% female, and some new age groups, 18 to 22, 33%, 28 to 34, 33%, and 20, 45 to 59, 3%. And there's some people my age also over the age of 60. Thank you for listening. Uh, again, these are very, very troubling times. And the President of the United States won't say it, but I'll be happy to say it time and time again. The weeks express our deepest sympathy and our thoughts and prayers for those people who uh, have been lost and for those listening or those out there who have lost loved ones, partners, sisters, brothers, uncles, aunts, mothers, fathers, friends, people that you uh, you believe in, friends that you've been with. And I have a, a couple of friends that I have right now who are ill and I wish them the best. So we're going to make it through this together, folks, but we're going to be continuously talking time and time again about what is going on with Donald Trump and how we can get rid of him. Not literally get rid of him, but yes, actually have him removed from office after he's defeated next January 2021. And my goal then is going to have President Trump arrested and have him spend the rest of his pathetic life in jail. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Donald Trump is the 45th best president in history. And next January, January 20th, 2021, he will become the 46th best president in history. I'm going to leave that one for you folks to find out what is going on. Now, a reminder about the numbers. And I hate to talk about the numbers extensively about the coronavirus numbers, but we have to keep these in mind COVID-19 because they are very important. And what we have to remember is this. With any virus, the numbers are going to spike and the reporting is going to be unshaky and uneven at best. So in the next portion of, of this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the numbers and what we can expect in the next few weeks. It is, in fact, right now a turning point. It is April 20th. We are on episode 8. Donald Trump does have blood on his hands, and I will do everything I can do, and I hope you, you do everything you can do between now and November to make sure that he pays the ultimate price for that. Be right back. Welcome back. I'm Eric Crossley, and episode eight, Making a Difference, Trump, blood on his hands. And again, I, uh, I do come up with these cute titles, and I think I've done an amazing job over the two podcasts we've had. If you look back, not only these eight episodes of this uh, new show, but the 99 episodes of our previous show, I came up with some really good titles, mainly because I'm really an intelligent person. Now I sound like Donald Trump. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But again, uh, I am an intelligent person, but I think, but I want to talk a little bit now about the numbers with COVID-19 and what's going on there. Uh, one of the things we have to keep in mind is, is that we have 50 states, and I mentioned before, of course, D.C. also, the District of Columbia. Uh, we have the territories, we have the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, we have Guam, a lot of different places uh, that uh, under the United States flag. And so the numbers we get and the reporting mechanisms we get on the uh, COVID-19, on how many people are infected, how many people have died, how many people are on ventilators or respirators, 
et cetera, et cetera, are very widely from state to state simply because we have uh, some states that have amazing governors and great uh, great legislatures that are doing their job. Uh, the medical people in all states, I think, are trying their best. We also have some states where uh, there's not enough being supplied because they're poor states. They don't have the money. They don't have the equipment. And then Donald Trump says, you know, it's up to the states to decide what they want to do. We're not we're not going to do anything. So that's uh, that's been a huge problem. Now, this is from the CDC, quote, uh, that's the Centers for Disease Control on April 6th, quote, because testing was slow to begin in the United States, health officials agree that the number of confirmed cases is much lower than the actual number of people who have the disease. Even the count of deaths is probably low because of differences in reporting by overwhelmed jurisdictions. To give you an example of that, folks, and again, uh, people say, well, don't bring everybody down, but we have to deal with reality. We also have to face it and move forward and hopefully tackle our problems. But as an example, we had a peak on April 16th so far in the United States of 4,590 one people who died that day, or at least were reported that day from COVID-19. The next day, it went down to 3,856. But the reporting cases are running anywhere from four to 10 days behind. So we're not getting numbers right now on April 19th or 20th until a few days from now. We had almost 5,000 people die on April 16th. That was four days ago, folks. That that was last Thursday. Over 4,500 people, almost 4,600 people died on April 16th of COVID-19 in the United States. That's over twice what we had when we did that episode just a few weeks ago. And I was talking about how tragic, and it was tragic, it still is, that we were nearing 2,000 people who had died the entire time we had had the epidemic up to that point. So what I'm trying to say is this. It's very important. We keep our eyes on the numbers, but we also keep our eyes on who's guarding the jail, okay? Because you don't put the bank robbers in charge of guarding the jail, as Grandma Crossley used to say. And that's what we have with Donald Trump as president of the United States and Vice President Pence in charge of this whole thing. Uh, a, a man who really, again, I'll mention it again, please look at the vice president's eyes next time you get a chance and look in there and tell me that you don't see somebody who's completely not there, a vacant stare. When you look at the president's eyes, it looks like he's under a lot of medication. And frankly, it looks like President Trump is, is, hasn't been there in a long time. And he says whatever comes out of his mouth, and that's becoming more and more of a problem. So again, keep in mind, and this is from the CDC, the official death count is almost in certainly an undercount. Now, what does that mean? An undercount for the death count means that maybe 5,000 pe people died in New York, for instance, and they just threw them in sacks and landfill. This is what they did, by the way. And those people are gone. And they didn't test them for coronavirus. Why were they not tested for COVID-19? Those people weren't tested because they're already dead. And we don't want to waste the tests that we have. And I hate to say that, but that's what they have to come down to. We don't want to uh, waste the test 
Since we're so short of tests, the Vice President Pence assured us we were going to have a million of a month ago. We still don't have a million of them. The President said a month and a half ago, anybody could get a test if they want to. We still can't get a test if we want to on April 20th. I'm 62 years old. I have heart condition. I have medical issues. I have a lot. I'm in the high risk group. I can't just walk down to St. Agnes Hospital, two miles away here in Baltimore, and say, you know, I'd like to get a test, maybe out in the parking lot. You can just give. I can't do that. I need a doctor to, they'd probably give me the test, but I need a doctor to refer me. So this idea that everything's been under control, this is what the president, especially President Trump, likes to say over and over and over again. This has been under control. This is a conspiracy. And of course, his stupid followers, the morons in Michigan who are protesting and saying that they demand their right to go back to work. And at the same time, they demand their Second Amendment rights somehow got into it, but they want their guns. They've already got their guns. And they're marching on the steps of the Capitol in Michigan, in Lansing, Michigan. We got a president saying, bravo, Virginia, Michigan, stand up for your rights. Over throw the government. What is going on in our country? How long are we going to allow this lunatic, Donald Trump, to continue to keep doing this stuff and say, over, when are Republicans going to finally, are they going to wake up? Some have. Our governor here in Maryland, Larry Hogan, he's a Republican, very intelligent man. He's a moderate. And he came out and said, basically, that the president doesn't know what he's talking about as far as how much equipment has been supplied to the states. And basically, Governor Hogan here in Maryland said, the president doesn't know what he's talking about, period. And several other governors and several Republicans said the same thing. But we'll talk a little bit more about that. But keep in mind that since February 29th, when a 58-year-old man near Seattle became the first announced U.S. death, tens of thousands of people have died of the disease. Now, would those people have all died anyway? Absolutely not, if we had a competent president. But some of those people would have been saved if we had a competent administration, a president who had any semblance of an iota of a brain cell. We don't have that with President Trump. We have a man who wants to congratulate himself, pat himself on the back, say everything's fine, and now we have 42,000 people dead in the United States, but probably thousands, tens of thousands more that we just haven't reported because we can't test them because they're already dead and we need to save the tests for the live people because we don't have enough tests. Why? Because back in February and, and early March, President Trump said, everything's fine. You know, this is all made up. This is a media hoax. The, the media made it up. Again, that is to blaming the media like President Nixon used to do. We are now drawing a line in the sand. And I am drawing it, if nobody else will, but I know there are a lot of people who will join me. This president has to be defeated in November. And by this time next year, we will have President Biden. President Trump will be in prison and awaiting trial, hopefully under trial already, and getting ready to spend the rest of his pathetic life in prison, paying the price. Because this president, you know, it's not just treason anymore. It's not just colluding with the Russians and throwing the 2016 election, all of which this president did. Let's not forget that either, folks. This here 
is killing people, murdering Americans. And the president, you know what he said? He said, these press briefings are really great that I do every day on the virus. The ratings are better than Monday Night Football. That's what he said. That's why he has two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour press briefings. It's not to talk about the coronavirus or how we can help people or what the CDC is doing, bring Dr. Fauci out to say anything. It's to talk about his freaking campaign because that's what this president cares about. One thing, one thing only President Trump cares about, and that is President Trump, the United States, our democracy, the people of the United States, the ch children, everybody whose heart is with this country, he doesn't give a flying F about. And frankly, we shouldn't give a flying F about him. We'll be right back. Eric Crossley back again with our last segment. And this is episode eight, making a difference. Trump, blood on his hands. I want to repeat that over and over because I want people to start to really, really absorb this. And not the majority of people, the intelligent ones like you, probably and me and probably you and most of the people listening, but the ones who just haven't quite got it yet for some reason about Donald Trump and what he's done to this, this country. This COVID-19 came along and was not unexpected. It, it was not out of the blue. Back in December and January, we were given warning after warning after warning. The administration was given warning after warning, almost like some of the warnings we got before 9-11. And they were completely ignored. And then the president said it was a hoax and ignored it till March, and then it was too late. That's why he's got blood on his hands. I wanted to uh, touch base a little bit. Uh, this, this is from w, uh, WBAL-TV here in Baltimore. The top infectious disease expert in the United States has a message for protesters who are ignoring their governor's stay-at-home orders and calling for him to be fired over his, his guidelines. This is Dr. Anthony Fauci. I'm going to do a special episode on Dr. Fauci because he was one of the people, and I was fortunate enough to work with uh, several of them because of the, the work I used to do with science teachers and in uh, science expositions and, and programs and conferences. Uh, I met Dr. Fauci, and I'm very, very well aware of his work that he did on HIV AIDS and many other, many other things. One of the most intelligent people in the country, but a myriad of people who are working on HIV AIDS and now are working on COVID-19. Dr. Fauci said, quote, unless we get the virus under control, the real recovery economically is not going to happen. So what if you do, if you jump the gun and go into a situation where you have a big spike, you're going to set yourself back. Fauci said, as painful as it is to follow guidelines of gradually phasing into a reopening, going too quickly, backfire. Now, the Trump morons and the idiots who are protesting in Michigan, one place that stands out because Michigan is a, a, a state highly uh, up for grabs. Democrats, Joe Biden needs to win in November. In Michigan, they were, they were taking to the Capitol steps, and I have a picture in front of me right now, of a lady protesting saying, quote, my constitutional rights are essential. She has gloves on and she has a mask. So it does not look like a homemade mask. It looks like a mask that she bought. And she's protesting her constitutional rights. And there's other people around. Some of them have masks on and some don't. And they're being allowed to protest right there on the steps of the state capitol in Michigan. 
There's something seriously wrong with these people. These are the Trump people, folks. Do you know what they had at the protests in Michigan where they're protesting their constitutional rights to go back to work? And by the way, in a state with one of the highest death rates and a spiking number of people getting COVID-19 in Michigan. They want to go back to work right now and they want the economy and they need this and they need that. And we're going to go no protest and we're not going to stand six feet from each other. We're just going to flout everything. And the problem is, is that these people are, are the Trump people. They're also the people that were going through the streets of Lansing, Michigan, with flags, Trump flags, with the rebel, the snake, don't tread on me, that's a favorite of the right wing, on one flag. And another flag was the Confederate flag. The Confederate flag. That's what it comes down to for these people. That's what the rights of the United States mean to these people is that they can go down the streets of Lansing, Michigan, the capital of the state of Michigan, and wave a Confederate flag and not be arrested and thrown in jail and throw away the key, as Grandma Crossley used to say. Frankly, I believe people should have a right to protest within reason. The Confederate flag, however, was a flag of an enemy of the United States whose only goal was to take over the United States. United States to have slavery be legalized and to make racism a part of our constitution. They also have Nazi flags out there. These are the Trump people, remember. These are the people that are saying we want we have demand our rights. And they want their gun rights. They have their gun rights. Baltimore, we had 346 people murdered in 2019, the vast majority of them by handguns. And you can say, well, it's Drug violence, black people keeping black, killing black people. Last I saw and last I checked, a citizen of the United States was a citizen. A person who was born here or became a citizen, man, woman, boy, girl, child, whatever the case might be. So this whole idea that's coming out now is we're going to go out and protest and we demand our rights. What right do you demand to go out and infect people with this virus that you're too stupid to recognize what it's doing and how it's killing people. The people on the right wing are absolutely crazy. This comes from The Guardian, and this is from today. A wave of planned anti-lockdown demonstrations that have broken out around the country to protest the efforts of state governments to combat the coronavirus pandemic with business closures and stay-at-home orders have included far-right groups as well as more Main Street Republicans. Now, we'll get into this more in the next episode. But right now, just keep this in mind. Dr. Fauci and the experts at the Centers for Disease Control, the National Institutes of Health, uh, Johns Hopkins University, which is very close to where I live, where I have been treated for uh, issues I had with uh, seizures and brain problems. We have, uh, in this country, some of the best, not only the best physicians and the best researchers and scientists in the world, probably we do have the best. And now these people and the Trump supporters are coming out and saying, you know what? I don't believe the scientists and I don't believe these people. I believe in Donald Trump. I believe in Vice President Pence. I believe in Mitch McConnell. I believe in Lindsey Graham, the moral from South Carolina, and we'll be talking about Lindsey Graham a lot coming up, the South Carolina senator who's up 
for re-election in 2020, folks. And this is a man who in 2015 said that Donald fit was Donald Trump was unfit to be president. And now he's kissing his butt every opportunity he gets. And I will say this. People like Lindsey Graham need to go down to the defeat, and we're going to do everything we can to see it happen. But the big point here is, folks, that these people want any reason to go out and protest and say how much they love Donald Trump. Why do they love Donald Trump? There's no reason to really explain or understand that, because Donald Trump is not just the worst president in our history. He's perhaps the worst person in the history of the United States to be in government or anywhere. And his time is coming due. He will go down to defeat in November. Joe Biden is going to win. And I will say this again. Every episode, I'm going to say it again. I have people in my social circle, people, friends of mine, even relatives who say, ah, Trump's probably going to win again anyway. It's going to happen. He's going to win the Electoral College. He's going to, you know, he'll lose by 5 million or 10 million votes, but he's still going to win the election. That could happen. But stop saying it over and over and over again and giving ammunition to those morons who are doing everything they can to destroy our country. This is just the latest, folks. We have a lot more to come. COVID-19, hopefully, again, the numbers are going to go down and we're going to see a huge, huge improvement over the next few weeks, the next few months. We can't forget all that's gone on over the past three and a quarter years with this president what he's done to this country. This man, this man is single-handedly responsible for really just about destroying everything that President Obama did in his eight years and Joe Biden did with him. It's going to take President Biden at least four years to get us back on track, and we are going to do it. Donald Trump is evil. If you support Donald Trump, I invite you to not listen to the show anymore and listen to something else, maybe Rush Limbaugh. Maybe you want to go on the new right-wing uh, television that's even more far right-wing than Fox News. I don't care, because it's not neutral ground anymore. It's not there's two sides to every story anymore, folks. Now, people are dying. Tens of thousands of Americans are dying because of Donald Trump, and because of the Electoral College, lost by three million votes, but still became president. Because he was elected with fewer votes, president now we're paying the price, and it's a heavy, heavy price to pay. Donald Trump, blood on his hands, making a difference. I'm Eric Crossley. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.